think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. It is another Arrowhead Pride interview series. I'm Steven Serta. I'm very happy to be joined by the editor-in-chief of MusicCityMiracles.com, Jimmy Morris. You can follow all of his fantastic work at MusicCityMiracles.com as well as on Twitter at JMorrisMCM. Jimmy, how are we doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. I am. Uh, I'm fresh off of a bye week, just like the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm well rested and getting juiced for Sunday night football. How, how are you feeling? How are the Titans feeling ahead of this matchup on Sunday? Well, the Titans have won five in a row, so that's good. Obviously, after starting zero and two, um, the competition has not been great. So it's. I mean, it's always good to win games that you're supposed to win. Obviously. Um, but you know, the last time we saw last time the Titans saw an offense similar to what the Chiefs are gonna have on Sunday night, it was the Buffalo Bills in week two. I think the final on that one was like forty one to seven, did not go well. So I'm really interested to see what strides they have made, you know, when facing a team like the Chiefs this week, because like I said, the, the competition over the last few weeks has not been great. They've taken care of business, done what they had to do, but most of the time it's been ugly. Which, again, is not – I mean, this team is fine winning that way. But my curiosity is, can you replicate that style against a team that can actually put up points? They haven't, the Titans haven't had to score many points. The defense has done a good job. All of those things um, are true. But, uh, you know, it's – they're going to have to score this week. And I, I'm curious to see how they're going to do that. So – a lot of what you said there is kind of what I wanted to get into about this Tennessee Titans team, because you know, this is a team that was the number one seed in the AFC last year. And coming into the season, there was kind of a lot of hype around the Colts and, you know, the division overall, like Titans are going to take a step back. Colts are going to take a step forward. And obviously that hasn't manifested this year, but I do think there's something to this and the Titans overall have had a lot of success against the Kansas city chiefs in the regular season over the last several years. But it does kind of feel like Tennessee and Mike Vrabel, they're one of those teams that, like you mentioned, they're fine playing ugly football games as long as they get the win and they kind of force you to play their style. And so, you know, on this five game win streak, and you mentioned a lot of these games haven't necessarily been pretty to watch. Like, Do, do you think that this win streak is more tied to the schedule or the Tennessee Titans style and then them kind of figuring some things out after the first couple of weeks of the season. 
I think it's more tied to the schedule um, because, like I said, the teams they've played just haven't been good. They haven't had good offenses. Um, there was a lot of talk, like you said, about the Titans taking a step back, and a lot of that was predicated on the whole, you know, analytics thing of one-score games, how much success the Titans have had in those games and how that's not sustainable. Well, I, I think Vrabel has proven in his time here that that, that is – somewhat sustainable like that's the way they want to play they are good at those things they are good at finding ways to win late in games or you know grinding out wins when they have a lead and and kind of holding on to it late so I think some of that stuff is baked into like you said the style they want to play and that that works just fine when your division is bad um, I never understood the hype the Colts were getting in the, in the offseason. Um, you know, the, the only really big upgrade they made or, you know, quote upgrade they made was going from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan. And obviously that proved not to be that big of an upgrade, right? Um, and, and I do think some other things have gone on there that, you know, have, have prohibited them from having success. But I, I never really got that the, that the Colts were going to be so much better than they were last year. But, you know, the Titans, like I said, they, they, they play in a bad division. They're going to win the division. They've already swept the Colts, who are the second-best team in the division. Um, so, I mean, that that they're going to get in the playoffs. I, I feel fairly confident in that. I just don't feel good about what they're going to be able to do when they get up against teams like this. You know, you mentioned the success they've had against the Chiefs in the regular season. Um, I, so, I guess the last two times they've played them in the regular season at home, I and mean, last year – was a game that was, I mean, wild, right? I mean, the Titans just, I mean, the defense just took that game over and were they, they were able to hold on. Um, was it three years ago when they played here? And it was a shootout, like a crazy game. Yeah. But that was the year that the, the Titans offense was actually good. And that was the last time the Titans offense has actually been good. So, um, you, you know, I, I don't, I don't anticipate seeing that type of shootout game because I just don't think the Titans can score that many points as they are currently constructed, especially with the questions about whether or not Ryan Tannehill is going to play with Traylon Burks being on IR. I mean, the receiving core is garbage. So like it's just, it's hard for them. I think it's going to be hard for them to put up points as much as they haven't done it yet this year. And they've played worse defenses than what the chiefs have. So I, I don't feel great about their ability to do that, but, like you said, maybe they can muddy it up and, and play a game kind of like what we saw here last year. I just – I have trouble seeing that that scenario playing out twice in two years. So, as of our conversation right now, the Chiefs are currently favored in this game by 12.5 points, which seems absolutely insane uh, yeah. for a, a contest between two five and two teams. Um do you think, in your opinion, does that line have more to do with the Titans competition coming into this game or the fact that Ryan Tannehill's status is kind of up in the air right now? I mean, I'd say it's a little bit of both. You know, we haven't seen we're, – we're talking Thursday afternoon. We haven't seen practice report from Thursday yet. Um, so I, I don't know what Ryan Tannehill will be listed as today. He was listed as limited yesterday. Last week he was – he didn't practice on Wednesday, was limited Thursday, and then didn't practice Friday. I don't think he was ever that close to playing. I don't think he's going to play. I think, you know, he, he – whatever, we don't know. We know he has an ankle injury. They haven't said if it's a high ankle sprain, just an ankle sprain, whatever it, it might be. He said last week he has an ankle sprain. He'll leave it at that which leads me to believe that it's going to be a couple weeks, a couple more weeks, you know, after this one. And so I, I'm curious, like I said, I'm curious what to list him as in practice. I think that, you know, last week it also cropped up at the end of the week. They had an illness, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and then they just kind of said, well, he's sick, he's out. 
And so I, I just can't imagine that he was sick enough that if he if he didn't have if he wasn't dealing with the ankle, he wouldn't have played. Um, so I think that was kind of to keep people guessing, you know, for a couple of weeks here, thinking maybe he'll play, trying to make teams prepare for both guys. Um, I, I kind of think that has something to do with it. But I mean, we talk about the line. I mean, I think it opened at eleven, so it's been bet up to twelve and a half. Not surprised at all by that. I mean, again, I just don't. I I, I mean, I would bet the Chiefs side of that honestly because I, I just don't see how if the Chiefs if the Chiefs are going to score, I mean, 24 points, that seems, you know, fairly typical for a Chiefs game, right? I don't I don't see the Titans being able to, to keep pace even in that type of environment. I mean, I mean maybe I'll be wrong, but I just the, – the, their ability to score is, is the thing that is really in question right now. So in the circumstance that Ryan Tannehill isn't available for this game, the Titans are coming off of a win last week where Malik Willis, their you know, rookie third-round quarterback – got his first start of his NFL career. What can Chiefs fans who don't know that much about Malik Willis, like what should they expect in the case that he does actually start on Sunday night? Yeah, so it's a really good question, right? Because I think they knew going to Houston last week that they were just going to have to hand the ball off 30 or 40 times and they were going to be able to win. The Texans' defense, run defense is really, really bad, has been for a long time. Titans have Derrick Henry. I mean, as you know, Mike Brable said in the in the locker room after the game, there was a clip of him saying the difference between, you know, the Titans and the rest of the league is we have Derrick Henry and they don't. Um, and so that was very much their game plan in Houston was just give the ball to Derrick Henry. I mean, they, they handed the ball to Dontrell Hilliard 10 times and he gained 83 yards in those 10 carries. So, I mean, that, that's just – it was just everything was going right that way. So Malik Willis threw the ball 10 times in the game. Um, did not look particularly good on the 10 throws that he made. So the problem, the biggest issue that he had in the preseason was uh, holding on to the ball too long. Like he doesn't, it seems like he doesn't trust what he sees. And then there's the thing, you know, where a guy being open in, in the NFL is different than a guy being open in college, right? You got to see those small windows and, and be able to, to throw to those. He got better at that as the preseason went along. Like he made big strides in that area from preseason game one to preseason game three. And he played a lot in the preseason. I mean, of the, you know, they played, what, 12 preseason quarters. I mean, he probably played 10 of them. So we saw a lot of him in the preseason, um, and he did. He made big strides. He's gotten good at taking snaps from under center, which he had never done before. I mean, so he's, a, he's a teachable guy, a coachable guy, has done and said all the right things. But then when he was out there Sunday, we saw a little bit of that hesitancy to, to let the ball go and kind of not trusting what he sees and then not setting his feet, drifting in the pocket, that kind of stuff. So I'm curious what the game plan will be if they run him out there. I can't imagine that they're going to let him throw, you know, 30 times. That that now I mean that, that you know that the game may dictate that, but that that's not going to be their plan going in. What we didn't see a lot of on Sunday was designed runs. I think they called one quarterback draw. There might have been another another designed quarterback run in there. We didn't see a lot of that. There it looked like there were opportunities where if he would have, you know, f- faked the ball to Henry and, and gone out the backside, like the, the Texans weren't respecting that at all. It looked like he had some opportunities to do that kind of stuff. They never did it during the game. Now, I don't know if that was a product of them not needing to do it. And so, you know, they just didn't call it. Or if that was they didn't see it. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. But my hope as a, as a fan in this scenario is they just didn't want to put anything they didn't have to on tape so that they could have, you know, an element of surprise in these next couple of games coming up. And so, I mean, he's a guy that he, he can throw the deep ball really well. Um, that, that's not – the arm strength is not, is not a question. He obviously has athletic ability. Um, so, they hopefully will let him run around a little bit, you know, have some RPO stuff that didn't really do on Sunday. But, again, I just 
I, I can't help but be curious if that was just because they didn't think they had to with how bad that Texans run defense is. Yeah, I, I would have to imagine, and you know, his first start, you know, not wanting to overwhelm your rookie quarterback. I would have to imagine that played something in, into the way that they managed him last week. But obviously, against this Chiefs team, you're going to have to put up more points. And if it makes you feel any better, Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo did say that they are preparing as if Ryan Tannehill is the starting quarterback in this game. So. If Malik Willis winds up playing and they're not really ready for him, there could be some opportunity there with some more like design quarterback runs that the Chiefs might not necessarily be prepared for. Um, but sticking on the offensive side of the ball, I, I want to talk to you about Derrick Henry. And we all know who he is. We all know how incredible he is. He's coming off of a massive game, 219 yards. And you mentioned the Texans' terrible run defense. Well, the Chiefs' run defense is currently like top three or something like that in the NFL. I think it's highly overrated. I think it has a lot to, more to do with the offensive game plan and them putting up points and teams trailing than it does with their run defense necessarily being like this elite unit or something like that. But Derrick Henry coming off of the first real significant injury he's faced so far in his NFL career, like how, how do you think that he has looked this season? Does he truly look like he is still that elite, like upper echelon uh, NFL running back? He does. I will say this. He got caught from behind on an early run in that Texas game. It looked like, you know, because we're so used to seeing him once he breaks into that second level and he, I mean, he's gone, nobody catches him. Um, and so that, that was a little bit like, Oh, maybe he's, maybe he's lost some of that elite speed that he has, but he still has the, he still has plenty of speed. He still has elusiveness. He's still big, stiff arm, all that stuff. He's still got, um, you know, he didn't look great in the playoff game last year against the Bengals. Um, and was looking – he looked a little timid early in the year this year, but that has, has gone away. And he's he's always been a guy that has gotten stronger as the season has gone along. I think part of that is him getting into his rhythm. I think part of that is once guys get a little bit banged up and they see that guy coming at him, that they're, they're not as, you know, enthusiastic to go up and try to tackle him. So I, I think a, a couple of those things play in. But, yeah, I mean, he looks like the best running back in the NFL again. Um, he looks like the foot is not hindering him. They did list him as did not practice yesterday with a foot injury, but when he has his media availability today, he said his, his feet are fine. Um, I think it was just, a, they were just giving him some time off after having carries he had on Sunday. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the offense still runs through him. They're going to try to give him, if they could give him the ball 40 times in this game, they would love to do that. Now, I don't think that's how this game's going to play out, but they would be perfectly happy to, 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 to do that regardless of who plays quarterback, if it's Willis or Tannehill. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that – I think he'll end up winning the rushing – assuming he stays healthy. I think he'll end up winning the rushing title again. He's, he's a little bit behind right now, but the Titans have already had their bye. And, like I said, there were a couple of – he was he looks, he looked a little sluggish in the Giants game, and then that Bills game got out of hand so quickly, so weeks one and two, um, that they just didn't give him the ball very much because the game was over. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's back. He he's, seems to be pretty much just like he was before. And moving to the defensive side of the ball, obviously the Titans lose Harold Landry uh, early in the season to a season-ending injury. That's obviously a big blow to your defense. But Jeffrey Simmons is once again just playing like an absolute dominant force along the interior of that defensive line. But who are some other players that Chiefs fans might not be super aware of along that defense and other guys that they need to pay attention to on Sunday night? Yeah, so the big key for this defense this year, I mean, obviously, like you said, Simmons is is great. I mean, he's probably the second best defensive tackle or second or third best defensive tackle in the league. Um, 
the big key for this defense has been Bud Dupree. Like you said, they thought – Harold Landry, they gave him the big contract in the offseason. He, he goes down right before the season starts with ACL injury. Um, they signed Bud Dupree to a big contract last offseason, and he was coming off an ACL injury. So he had kind of a slow start. They put him on IR. He came back and was pretty good when he came back. Then he got – he was dealing with an injury early this year, and they were having trouble getting pass rush with him out. But now that he's been back and healthy, the, the defense has looked a lot better. Now, again, you, you know, you, t- you take the competition into consideration there. But um, they've been able to, to pressure quarterbacks the last few weeks with Dupree healthy. So he's a big key to what they do because, you know, if you only have to worry about Simmons, you can do things to move the pocket and that kind of stuff if you're not worried about somebody coming off of the edge. When you got somebody coming off the edge, you know, it, it, it limits a little bit what you can do on offense. So between Dupree and Danico Autry, um, who's he's just a just a solid player. He has been a good player for a long time, an underrated guy uh, for a lot of his career. He, he's been a really good find for this team. And then they got another defensive lineman named T.R. Tart, who's an undrafted guy who has really come on and played well. And uh, so it gives them a little bit of a rotation in there so, so they can run those guys in and out, stay fresh a little bit. Rashad Weaver coming off the edge has been good too. Now he was hurt last week, but it seems like he's trending toward being ready this week. So um, just having having a few different guys that can run in and out, out of there, that they've been good. I, the secondary, I mean, parts of the secondary are good. I think they're, they've are they got a couple of weak spots back there. But, I mean, you know, as well as I do, when the, when the pass rush is getting home, you can hide some of that stuff in the secondary. That's what they've been able to do the last couple of weeks. So final thing for me, and we have to ask this of every guest that comes on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, if you had to give a prediction on Sunday night's game, how do you think this one unfolds? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking like 31-10 Chiefs, something like that. Um, again, I just don't think that this offense can sustain any type of success that can keep the defense off the field. And I think just, you know, the more times the defense is on the field against Patrick Mahomes, it's just more bad things that can happen. And, hey, maybe we'll have maybe we'll have a game like last year where the, they just, you know, completely overwhelm the Chiefs offense in the, in the first half. Uh, and are able to hang on and win because you know that's pretty much what what went down here last year. I, we, we'd love to see it, but I just don't know if they have that dominant of a front to be able to do that this time. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out on Sunday Night Football. Uh, the Chiefs' offensive line has been really up and down this season, so we'll, we'll see which one shows up on Sunday night. But again, he's Jimmy Morris. He is the editor-in-chief at MusicCityMiracles.com. You can follow him on Twitter at JMorrisMCM. All of his fantastic work that he does for the Tennessee Titans. Once again, Jimmy, thank you very much and wish you and the Titans nothing but luck on Sunday night. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me.